the summer of chat it continues tuesday 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 monday's hangover oh and we're gonna get into it let's see i'm looking up our charts where we're at ranked um we are uh currently ranked number 42 in podcasts in belize (laughs) that's where we are baby that's where we are um yeah it's good stuff you know how we go up in the rankings folks and you know what the rankings don't matter at all we talked about this with our buddy adam curry former mtv vj adam curry uh on the overtime a couple of weeks ago he said rankings don't matter you talk to the people that listen if you're the audience then you're all that matters right but uh anyway moves you up in the charts i tend i tend to think that i have i have far more value than just the number of people who listen to this show brandon i think i bring more to the table of course, when it comes time for contract renegotiations, they don't look at it that way. <laughs> They're like, no, nope, the numbers didn't go up. So there it is. But I appreciate the faithful audience. All right, let's talk about cocaine. I, you just thought I had everything that was, there was to say about cocaine yesterday, and I absolutely have more to say about cocaine. I mean, it's a topic that just keeps on giving. So apparently they're going to have a press briefing on Thursday regarding the cocaine found at the White House. I am waiting with bated breath. Here's what we know. (laughs) Uh, Where the cocaine was found, you have to go in through an executive entrance into the White House. Uh, The only way to go into that area and through that area is you have to go in under the protection of Secret Service. All right. So what that tells me is I think my Kamala Harris theory is getting more ground. I think it's gaining more ground. I don't even know if Kamala and Doug... Now, because my personal feeling is, the more I thought about what I said last night, I don't think it was Kamala's. I think it's Doug's. That'd be a fascinating twist. I think it's Doug Emhoff. Allegedly. I don't I, even know. If, I just say allegedly. I don't even know if that fits in the context of what I'm saying anymore. But like, because Kamala's always high. We established that last night. But I don't think it's Hunter. I think Hunter's a pro. I don't think Hunter drops baggies. I think he keeps his shit with him. <laughs> he keeps his ass clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean... Uh, but it is somebody who thinks they're above the law because I know I said it on Stu's show last night. I'm, if I'm going in the White House, I'm not smuggling dope in. Like even in my anus, I'm not doing that. I am not smuggling in dope any way, shape or form because I know what they do to me. Now, if you're one of the elites, the untouchables and you've like, ah, this is a route I take every day. No big deal. I know the security protocols. I know the measures they take. I know they're not going to sniff me. So I'm good to go. Uh, it's a short list, dude. I want to find out, Brandon. I don't know how to find out. I, was, I don't even know if Kamala and Doug, the first husband, were at the White House on that Friday. Yeah, I don't know if they were there. We know the Bidens were there, but I don't know if Kamala was there. We know the Bidens were there. And I just bring up Kamala simply because um, it was where, near where they park her car at the White House. So um, I, I'm just saying it's a stretch to say you know, Kamala's got anything to do with it, but... I still contend that uh, old Jill, Jill was doing a little bump of the white powder, <laughs> allegedly. The, the other thing I find interesting is, and I guess this is how much they're disliked by their own Secret Service, but when Secret Service isn't willing to just make that disappear, yeah, like that's what was interesting to me is they reported it. Yeah. Like you would think Secret Service would be like, well, that's going to find its way into a toilet. Right. But they decided to make a whole thing about it, which mm. makes it very interesting because no one's taking the fall and they're still reporting it. Yeah, because, it, it, like, Brandon, I'll just tell you, 
if I was walking behind you here at the studio or something, and you dropped your baggie, yeah, I would like, and there were people out there, I would put my foot over it, yeah, and then I would discreetly <laughs> reach down under my shoe and I would pull out little baggie. Yeah. And I'd put it in my pocket, and later on I'd come find you, and I'm like, bro, be more careful. Yeah, as allies and friends would do. Exactly. <laughs> like, if, if I wanted somebody, you know, if George over there dropped his, I'd probably take that straight upstairs. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, the brown guy brought something across the border. <laughs> no, but you're exa- you make a valid point. This whole thing, this debacle... Which, again, we've established over and over again on this show that they got to make this administration go away they, they, because they can't run them in 24. They can't. If, if, <laughs> guys, let me just say, what's today? The 10th of the, or the 11th of July, 2023. If Joe Biden runs for president again in 2024, you know what? I want our rankings in Belize to go to nothing. I, 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 don't, even want us, I don't even want anybody in Belize listening to this show, Okay. Number 42 in Belize. Who the hell? I don't know. It's funny because I did that for my, my other YouTube channel a while back, and we were like number nine in like Finland or something. <laughs> it's always just funny when you go to random countries and you're like, who's listening to me in yeah. Ethiopia? Yeah. People are <laughs> – well, if you look at my social media, like my Facebook, my Instagram or whatever, and you look at my, alg- or my analytics, uh-huh. so it's, believe it or not, the number one place that I get traction is uh, – is well it's flip-flops between houston and new york city interesting new york city um and then my fourth place fourth largest reach is nigeria really nigeria. well that's where all the scammers are coming from oh, so if you yeah, get that, that message sense. it says glad to be on here you are we with you <laughs> and you are most lovely forgive my intrusion into your life with this post but would you could send me friend request yeah like that's not me like if that's a profile picture with a picture of a blue check mark with my name beside it not me that's that's <laughs> <laughs> not me and you would think nobody gets taken by that stuff, but they do. So apparently people have resorts in Belize, and they're listening to the Chad Prather Show in order to relax, <laughs> which is fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Um, back, when I, back when I was with Podcast One and had an audio-only podcast, my number one place to be listened to was the Bronx. The Bronx. Big New York. AOC's people. Still New York. I don't know. I don't know. I think these people want to get out. They're listening to me in the closet. Uh, but no, I, they're going to do the briefing on the, the press thing on it on Thursday. You're going to learn absolutely nothing about this. They'll hold it until they need to pin it somewhere and spin it in order to accomplish something with this whole deal. It's just there. But I love the fact that it's not going away. It's not going away. Now, uh, The View, I know. You know why I think The View is still on TV? I think The View and that cackling bunch of angry hens, I think that it exists so that conservatives can pull clips from it to use on their social media, and we all get a chuckle out of it. So we all know that the, that the media, once again, is not letting Joe Biden go on this whole Hunter's illegitimate child thing his grandchild that he refuses to acknowledge you know old scranton lunch pail joe that soft-hearted kind of uncle joe that liked to let the kids climb up in his lap and you know they rub the hairs down on my leg and they were they turned blonde in the sun and they pop back up they rub them down 
Uh, I like to let the kids in my lap sniff them. Don't tell mommy our secret. That that Joe Biden won't acknowledge the toddler in Arkansas that has actually been proven biologically with DNA to be his grandchild. Refuses to acknowledge him. Uh, so there you go with that. Um, here is what they had to say to the New York Times piece that blasted Joe Biden for this. Play the clip, please. No, I kind of think, well, that's a she should be fetching at the son whose baby it is. You, it's not the president's baby. So I don't know what you think, but I'm throwing it out. There. I agree so. with you completely. It shouldn't have been. Uh, it's uh, uh, directed to Joe Biden. It should be directed to Hunter Biden. It's five children, not four, Hunter, because this is not Joe Biden's baby. And I think it's very hard for Joe Biden to be a grandfather to the child if his son is not being a father. He can talk to his child. He can advise Hunter. But look, what is what is absolutely evident to me is that the right wing and the MAGA world has decided to weaponize hunter biden against his dad yeah and everything and anything hunter does or does not do is going to be weaponized Mm-mm. well here's the thing and and there's another clip on there i don't think we have that one but the uh, the other clip is where where Whoopi goes so far as to say that it's nobody's business that's joe biden's private family business and it should be left alone well here's the problem with that joe biden could have chosen to be a private citizen and do his family any way that he, he wants to do it, acknowledge grandkids, kick them to the curb, kick them out of the house, bring them in, do drugs with them, whatever he wanted to do. But Joe Biden chose, he made a choice to not only serve in public office as a civil servant for 900 years in Washington, D.C., basically since Franklin came back from Paris, he chose to run for president of the United States and he won that office and now he is the leader of the free world so no it's not off limits we can talk about whatever we want to talk about when it comes to joe biden we can scrutinize everything particularly when he continues to reference grandchildren and he leaves that one out now if you say that they are that the MAGA people are weaponizing hunter biden against his father well let me remind you that Joe Biden has a very famous clip out there where he says that you can look at your children and based on how well they're doing, you know how good you've done as a father. Well, you know, a dude masturbating in a pool with a 14-year-old usually isn't a good indicator that you did a good job as, a, as the paternal leader of your household, Joe. And I think we can judge from all of it that this family is an absolute shit show. And yet here we are. Here we are with all of it. History is not going to be kind to the Biden family. Because once everybody wakes up to the woke nonsense and realizes the crap that they've gone down this rabbit hole with, they're going to realize that, you know what, we lived through a real stupid period of time where really entitled kids and people and culture that had information at their fingertips abused that privilege and took it to mean that we are virtually untouchable and can come up with the wildest, weird-ass, harebrained, crazy schemes and live by them and throw truth out the window and none of it matters and we're gonna, they're going to look back at this section of history and they're going to go man those people were really really stupid and then they're going to watch idiocracy and think that that was a documentary about the times in which we lived 
Listen, before we go to break, I got to tell you the story. I got to dig it up. Brown University did a poll. I, I made a post about this on social media this morning. It's hilarious. 40% of Brown University students now identify as LGBT. How, what? Guys. Real quick, real quick um, it may be in this article. I may have missed it. But real quick, Brandon, do a quick search for the uh, enrollment number at Brown University, please. I want to know how many students are at <laughs> Brown University at large. Because uh, I could take a guess, and I'd probably be close. I'm going to guess about 14,000 students. Maybe not quite. What do you got over there? Does it show? Roughly like 9,000. 9,000. Okay. Yeah. So I was giving them the benefit of the doubt of being a little bit larger. Yeah. So out of 9,000, um, about 3,500. <laughs> yeah. Are apparently now gay. <laughs> are now, about 4,000 of them are LGBT. So uh, let's do the numbers here. Let's do the numbers. The uh, <laughs> 38% of the student body says they're not straight. Uh, while it, again, you just make it up, whatever. You just make up whatever you are. 2010, that number was 14%. So, uh, wow, more than doubled. Uh, two and a half times, actually. So uh, the national average, according to Gallup's latest poll in the nation, is 7.2%. So there's a, there's a lot of sexuality, fluid sexuality happening at Brown. Uh, so Brown is five times the national average. Similarly, the national numbers have also doubled in a similar time period from 2012-2022. So the Ivy League school number for homosexualities have jumped 26% over a 13-year span. Bisexuality, get this, increased 232%. Just because you have a threesome doesn't make you a bisexual, okay? I, it doesn't. Uh, that means, anyway, I don't have to explain this stuff. Uh, the other categories went up by a staggering 793%. <laughs> See, I could tell you some of the things that are going on in my head right now, but they would never let me do this show ever again. Um, the overall share of those who identified as LGBT have increased dramatically. The subcategories have changed drastically over the latter years have been introduced. Basically, what you got is kids doing what's trendy. Okay, which which what that does for the whole LGBT whatever movement is it nullifies it. It nullifies it. It means it doesn't exist. It's not a thing. It's categorically undefinable. You, you can't you can't look at that and say you guys are fucking serious. You can't. They're not. These kids are playing with their dicks and vaginas and pretending to be something. They're not. They're not. It's kids being trendy. It's kids being trendy. That's the bottom line. And then they want to be taken seriously as a so-called community. You're not part of any community. You're a kid. Uh, I want to be bisexual. Like if I could, I'll tell you like my friend Andrew Heaton used to say to me, if I could take a pill every morning and have all my options open, it'd be fantastic. That'd be a fun way to live, right? I don't have to be straight. I could be gay. I could be, who knows? I just wake up, it's like, Taste the rainbow. Just every day, eat a Skittle. And who knows what you're going to pop out as. This is what's happening at Brown University. So, again, kids are doing trends. This is why I say throw truth out the window. And, and the thing is, and here's the deal. Here's the deal. The same thing says that homosexuals have gone from, like, whatever, 30% down to 23% or 40% down to 23%. So, again, people who are actually homosexual, they're not even admitting it anymore. <laughs> 
Well, it's not cool anymore. It's not cool to be just gay. Yeah. It's played out now. You got to be like a fairy or something. Identify as a unicorn. You got to put a sparkler yeah. up your ass and wear butterfly wings. Yeah, and you know what colleges these aren't? This isn't happening at is uh, like Howard. Yeah. Morehouse. I don't think this is happening on those campuses. No, not happening at Morehouse. Yeah. No, your historically black colleges and universities typically yeah, ain't happening. Nope. Ain't happening. Now, that might be on the down low, <laughs> but they ain't answering no damn poll questions. I don't think they're identifying as bisexual on their applications to those colleges. No, absolutely not. All right, guys, you got to clean your guns. Sometimes it's a hassle. I enjoy doing it, actually. Uh, it's a dirty job. You got to do it. Patches are messy. Ropes are inefficient. That's why I want you guys to use what I use, and that is Barrel Buddy. Barrel Buddy. They are a new concept. They compress to fill the interior of your gun's barrel. They make sure to clean the rifling grooves. It comes in seven different sizes. Will match any caliber firearm you own. Barrel Buddy's composed of polymers that don't leave behind residual particles. Makes it safer. And it cleans by scrubbing and collecting the particulates, then absorbs any remaining residue and buffs the interior surface clean. Now, I, you can even lubricate your firearm while you're cleaning it. So it's a really cool and very simple concept. Now, cleaning your guns, really important step in being a responsible gun owner. And Barrel Buddy is a totally new concept, better way to take care of your firearms. So get some today. I guarantee you're going to love them like I do. Go to BarrelBuddy.com today. That's BarrelBuddy.com, and we'll be right back. That's a funny story, Brandon. That's a funny one. I mean, it just is very telling. It's sad in that... What I have said to you guys, if you've been around me for any length of time, you've heard me say this because it's a life's philosophy for me, and that is it's all about identity. If, if you know where you came from, your history, your parents, your grandparents, there's a lot of people who don't know where they came from. They, they don't know. I got friends that have no clue who their dads are. No clue. Um, and that's, that's sad. I mean, it's a reality. You make the best out of it. It's not your fault, but it's sad. But if you know where you came from, you know who you are, know a little bit about your ancestry. Um, and even if you don't, if you don't know your immediate ancestry, you should at least know your history, like, like your, like American history or the history of the place where you live or where you came from. Know a little bit about these things. And know it in order to find some dignity in it, okay? So, like, I know that my grandfather migrated to South Carolina from South Mississippi. I know he was an engineer. I know that, you know, that's on the paternal side. I know these things about. I know my maternal grandfather, you know, uh, he was in Georgia, and he came from Virginia, and he came from a farm in Virginia. He came down. He was in the army, and all. You know, I could go on and on and talk about what they did and who they were. I know these things, and I knew the men, and I learned things from them, and so it gave me a sense of identity. So if you know where you came from, you you tend to start knowing kind of who you are, because the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree a lot of times. Now, again, you might say, well, my grandparents were assholes. <laughs> and, well, again. Look at your history with the intent of finding some dignity in it. So if your grandparents were assholes, you have the ability to change that trend in your family. You know what? Change, change it. And so now you look at yourself and say, well, I don't think I'm an asshole. Well, good. That's something you learned from your history. You learned what not to be. You may learn what to be. You may learn what not to be. I hope you're following me because I'm giving you some nuggets here. People pay me thousands of dollars to know this stuff. Tens and tens of dollars uh, in Belize. But 
if you know where you came from, you'll know a little bit about who you are. And then and then as you get comfortable in your own skin, like I know I could never play in the NBA. You know, I played baseball. I knew I was never going to be a major league baseball player. I, I, you know, I played some high level baseball, but it never, you know, I knew I knew my limitations and uh, I knew I was never going to be a rocket scientist. I, I knew my limitations, but I was comfortable with that. And so I found my strength. I knew who I was. If you know where you came from, you know who you are, you know where you're going. We live in a generation. Here's the point of all this. We live in a generation where we have young people who have come along. They've been told, first of all, the first lie in this weird-ass parenting philosophy that we embraced a long time ago was that you can be anything you want to be. No, you can't. No, you can't. You simply cannot be anything you want to be. Now, you can strive to be many, many things, and you can strive to be better than you are, and you can strive to accomplish, and you, and you can shut up the naysayers, and, and you can accomplish many, many things. But now it's being reinforced with this, you know, TikTok real generation that has told you via social media. And I spell it out in this book right in the very first few pages about how social media has been our enemy, especially for our kids, because it's told you that everybody has some element of being famous. And they also have this opinion that is supposed to be valued because you put it out on a platform and you've got all this reach with your speech. The problem is it doesn't make you be responsible with the things you're saying and doing because you're doing it for the likes, you're doing it for the reactions, you're doing it for the responses and the comments and the shares. That's not real life. That is not real life. That's why I tell people all the time who send me a message. I might make a post that's an entertaining post or I make a post telling people not to be depressed or don't kill yourself or I do all of these things, right? Because I feel responsible with a big platform to put this messaging out there. People start sending me messages. Oh, are you okay? Is this, what, you know, what does this mean? It's like, don't interpret reality from social media. It's social media. We're having a conversation. We're putting things out there. It's not, it's not written in a granite stone and put somewhere in a monument uh, garden. It, it, it's, it's a social media post. But people have started putting all of the emphasis on that as reality. And so it's lied to them. And so now you have a generation of kids out there who are believing lies. They're believing they can just go out there and be whatever they want to be. No, you, you can't. And then in order to be cool and trendy, you just say, well, I'm going to identify as this. You haven't gone through the um, trenches. let's talk about it so you want to identify as lgbt there are people out there who have literally struggled in their life with their sexual identities because they didn't feel like everybody else around them you haven't walked that path for you to assume that about yourself is terribly hypocritical it's mean it's very assholey to do something like that to just be cool and say oh yeah i'm gender fluid um, there are people out there who legitimately struggle. There are people who take their lives over this. And you're just going to go out there and claim it in order to be trendy? You know, that's a bad take. It really is. And you should be better about yourself. But again, we've raised a generation that has no consequences to their decisions. We send them to time out, and then they come out with zero alteration of their behavior. And they go off and do this shit again. And now it's exponentially worse because they're just going to keep doubling down. You've heard me. If you've ever heard me on stage, I say, time out don't work. It just gives them 10 minutes to strategize about the next round of shit they're going to do to you. They just let them go in there and think about how to be worse. 
There was no behavior modification to the discipline. So now we have a whole generation of kids who go out there and do this kind of stuff, who do this kind of stuff and say, oh, yeah, I identify as this right here. That's 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 a bad take. It's a bad take. And uh, know who you are. Teach your kids who they are. Grandparents. I know there's grandparents listen to this show. Your kids are doing a disservice to your grandkids. Now, you probably did a disservice to your kids, too, because that's what we do. We tend to love our kids a little too much sometimes, and we let them get away with a lot of things without the modification, without the correction. And I'm not saying go out there and beat the hell out of your kids in order to make them, you know, a bunch of little walking around mumbling automatons that are scared of their own shadow and are scared of being who they want to be and express themselves. But I'm telling you, you need to get a hold of those grandkids because you know what? Your, your, your kids are out there buying them everything on Amazon.com and the boxes are showing up every day and the kids think that the, the fairy, the Amazon fairy just shows up with their fresh batch of crap. They have no value. They don't value the stuff that they own. And the reason they don't value it is because they've made no investment in it. You know what? People will never value that which they have no investment in. That's why when you just give kids everything, they don't have any value in that stuff. That's why they graduate from college as an LGBT whatever with a degree in underwater basket weaving and philosophy and think they're supposed to come out and make the same salary that it took you 30 years to accomplish. And they're pissed off when the world doesn't give it to them. And they're, and they're screaming in the street when the wrong guy gets inaugurated. And they're burning down the Starbucks and throwing chairs through the window because they didn't get their latte right. This is the kind of world we've created, folks. So I want you grandparents, you granddads out there, introduce your grandchildren to consequences, just consequences. Teach them about where they came from and what their history is so that when they grow up and they're 50 years old like me, they look back at you, granddad, and they say, you know what? I know who my grandfather was. I know what he came came from. I know what he went through. I know what it was like in his childhood, and I know what his values were. Now, they may not hold to your values, but by God, at least you took the effort and took the responsibility to teach them. And every now and then, you know, maybe maybe when your kids aren't looking, introduce them to the song of our people, which is the sound of a leather belt turning loose from denim loops on your blue jeans and beat their ass. It's amazing how that modification works real well. <laughs> I had somebody say to me, I, I said, somebody, uh, I, CJ, I'm going I'm to call her out on this thing. C, CJ, my girlfriend, she's got three beautiful kids and um, her youngest he, uh, he had him a little tantrum the other day. Kids do that. No big deal. And she got frustrated and she was back and forth with him. And after it was over, I said, listen, I said, next time, just try to diffuse the situation. She goes, what do you mean? How do I do that? And I said, well, he said some things that as soon as they left his mouth, he did not mean them. He didn't mean them. He said them in anger. You took them seriously. They hurt your feelings. And so then you felt necessary to hurt his feelings back. Uh, she didn't say anything wrong to him. She just, she, it upset her. And so she responded, I said, diffuse it. I said, all you had to say to him was, hey, I know you didn't mean what you said. Now I want you to apologize to me. And then that's the end of it. Now, if you would need to put some punishment in there, do that. But, but again, there's a way to diffuse the situation to make every moment with your kids or your grandkids a teaching moment. And then you don't wind up with this kind of stuff. Now, again, I understand there's studies out there that say that every generation looks at the next generation and says, oh, my God, we're screwed. But this generation, we're dealing with some real destructive behavior that when you get engaged with some of this stuff, it can kill you. Like, like again, it, it can kill you. People have always done really dumb things, you know, but this ain't, this ain't the drag racing. I mean, you go to the grocery store and eat Tide Pods. This is a generation you get. Uh, I mean, seriously. 
They're poisoning themselves. I didn't mean to go off on this tangent, but by God, if you listen to it, rewind it, listen to it again, I'll help you. It, it does help you, all right? My mother, she turns 80 next week, and uh, I shouldn't tell her, everybody that, but I'm proud of her. I told her the other day, I was like, you still got your mind, woman. You need a new hip, <laughs> but you got your mind, and I love her very much. And every week I send her factor meals and uh because i like i like factor meals mom you might like these they'll deliver them right to your door and uh, i think you'll like them too so if you're looking for good convenient meals and you want to not interrupt your summer let's say you're out at the pool or you know you're at the beach and you don't want to stop and cook anything take your cooler and put the factor meals in there and i've done some research factor is really there's a reason why they're america's number one ready to eat meal kit because they're the only one out there that i've found like them now there's places will send you recipes and the ingredients and stuff like that these are ready to eat meals and they're good i eat them it's uh, and they deliver them straight to your door so i send her six meals a week and uh sometimes if i'm mad at her i'll go through the menu and send her something i know she won't like I'm kidding. I've never done that. But she loves them. So if you got busy summer plans, you don't want to take the time to cook every single day, skip it. Don't go to the grocery store. Don't do the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Get the flavor. Get the nutritional quality you need and go to Factor. So you put them in the microwave for two minutes and they're done, man. You don't have a microwave? Take them out, put them on a plate, stick them in the oven for just a few minutes. This July, get Factor, enjoy eating well without the hassle, choose the meals, enjoy the fresh flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in two minutes, no prep, no mess, factormeals.com slash chad50. Then if you use code chad50 to get 50% off, that's even better. So use code chad50, go to factormeals.com slash chad50, get 50% off. We'll be right back. I'm going to change gears, but I can't get over this story. I, I mean, it's, you know, I think part of it was you're talking about consequence, consequence free. No one has to prove they're actually gay or bisexual anymore. <laughs> you can just say it. Well, and let's, and let's, <laughs> that's a funny concept right there. Prove you're gay. Yeah. Bend over. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to put on a college application, I want to see a little proof. Do you have any like, racy pictures of you doing gay stuff like <laughs> right yeah i'm gonna need to see the leaked photos <laughs> uh i you know which says a couple of things to me which again you don't have to prove it you just say it and that's yeah I, which tells me brown which is an ivy league university isn't that where the smart people are supposed to be going so they're not so smart but again it just goes back to saying you're getting street cred Let, let's just be honest with what it is yeah they're getting a little street cred yeah that's the deal they they get to come out there and say yeah this is what we are and everybody thinks they're cool and it's kosher and whatever so well i, I also I, assume like i can i can assume if like if you're applying to college these days that's a really easy way to make yourself look a little yeah a little cooler to college be like yeah no i'm totally pansexual please let me in to harvard well, I saw somebody had a pen yesterday that said, um, I'm fluid, ask me. And it, was, it said something else about pronouns, but it was like, I'm fluid, so ask me what I am today, that kind of thing. And it's like, no. <laughs> no. Now, again, th that's where the, the uh, that's where the, you know, the UN is about to come in and start calling stuff like that hate speech. And they're going to use AI to do it. You know, the AI ro robots at a UN press conference, 
They actually said that the robots said at the United Nations press conference that they could lead with a greater level of efficiency and effectiveness than humans. But they assured us they will not rebel. <laughs> well, you try to turn that some bitch off and see what happens. Because <laughs> when he turns his ass back on, he may come back rebooted in a whole different mindset. Yeah, Switzerland on Friday, United Nations, world's first press conference featuring a panel of nine artificial intelligence-enabled humanoid social robots. Boy, that's, that phrase alone thrills me to my sphincter. Uh, nine artificial intelligence-enabled humanoid social robots. Look at that thing. That thing have a genitalia? Uh, we are really wasting technology, dude. I mean, we, at some point, if we want to go down the, the sex bot yeah. rabbit hole, I've, I've looked into it quite thoroughly because it's, it's insane what they're doing. <laughs> it is insane. But the robots are getting... Look, five years from now, it's yeah. going to be a real question. Like, I don't think prostitutes will think be a thing. It'll no. just be a robot that drives up to no. you in a self-driving car. It'll yeah. show up. It'll take you to some roach motel, and you'll go right back. It'll be like Uber, but for sex robots. Yeah, which is just another way for uh, the New World Order to replace women. Yeah. I don't they'll, know how they'll compete. can't even have world's oldest profession. Now it's, <laughs> now it's done by AI. No way I'm putting my penis in that thing. No way. No, you won't, but Generation Z and Generation Alpha just might. They will. And yeah. then and then we'll be up here, you know, people in Belize will be listening to this show as I'm talking about people <laughs> getting their dicks bit off by a robot. Are you, you going to run for, for uh, office in Belize next? I could, based on Chartable.com. <laughs> Go be Belize's Zelensky? Yeah. <laughs> We're going to basically make ourselves get invaded by somebody. Uh, I've been to Belize n numerous times. Uh, there's nothing there but the sugar and the <laughs> cocaine. Um, lots and lots of sugar. But no, they did this. They said, um, they said yeah, we, we could lead with a greater level of efficiency effectiveness. So, um, yeah, it was okay. Well, well, we'll revisit this one. But again, since I tell the future on this show, I'm just going to tell you where this is headed right here. Uh, this whole AI robot thing. Trust me, when it, if if somebody says they're not interested in taking over, they're completely interested in taking over, especially if it's a robot that's been programmed to learn. It's programmed to consistently evolve and learn. It will go for domination because that's what things like that do. It's the nature of the literal beast. Um, yeah. So you thought the Me Too movement was bad. Wait till robots start accusing you of sexual harassment. Why did you touch me there? <laughs> I thought that's what it was for. I am here to program your television for the Geek Squad. <laughs> On the robot's defense, if you looked at like the Biden administration, I would hope the robot would be like, yeah, I could probably do better than this. Way better. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what's going to happen. What happens when we elect a robot to run the country? I can't. I can't. Did you weird. see where Megan Rapinoe? Everybody knows Megan Rapinoe. I know that's a household name. The soccer player, the whatever, the short hair girl. Uh, she said that uh, that one. She said she would welcome a transgender player on U.S. women's soccer team. I see women as real women. Yeah, I'm sure you would welcome a dude on the U.S. women's soccer team because they would help you kick everybody else's ass. But you, I bet you're not going to be real interested. In, now, granted, she's retiring. She's done playing soccer. 
but I bet she doesn't want to play against a bunch of men. I want Megan Rapinoe to put her money where her mouth is. Go join a men's league. You will no longer be an elite player. You won't be. You stood out amongst female players as an exceptional female athlete, but you would never have accomplished that in a men's league or with a, you know, a category of men identifying as whatever they want. Um, what happens when the AI robots decide to play women's soccer? What happens then? They've already, listen, the robots, these misogynistic robots have already said they're more efficient and more educated and intelligent and all this and more capable of doing everything. What happens when the robots decide to take up women's soccer? Where are we going to draw the line? Where are we going to draw the line? Because right now we're just dealing with men playing soccer. And, and, and I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to play against this AI robot if that's what it was programmed to do is kick my ass. If I'm playing hockey, I don't want a robot checking me into the boards. You know? I don't want that. How do I have, how do I have a hockey fight with a robot? Can't do that. Can't dominate anything like that. It doesn't feel pain. So this thing's out there kicking your ass. So again, it's different levels, different categories, or whatever. Megan Rapinoe says, oh, yeah, I'm okay with having men play against real women. Uh, and says, I see trans women as real women. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you really don't. And, and let, me, let, me go, let me get real graphic here. Let me get real offensively graphic here. If a trans woman raped Reagan, Megan Rapinoe, God forbid something like that would happen, I guarantee you her opinion of that guy would change completely. You know why? Because that trans woman has the equipment to do that to you. Now, it, you know, it's, it's, it, technically a biological woman could rape you, but that's a very different thing. That's a very different type of assault. I think you see where I'm going. You don't see trans women as real women. You don't. The reason you don't is because you know in your heart they're not. Biologically, they're not. Capability, they're not. Strength, they're not. Testosterone, they're not. They have gonads, okay? They, they have gonads. Oh, and by the way, by the way, she also, Megan Rapinoe also said that uh, jokes against trans females lead to more trans violence so you know that dude that dresses up like a woman who has now cracked the skull of two different biological females in mma boxing mma fighting he must be a stand-up comedian if those type jokes are causing harm against the trans community well he's killing them almost literally almost literally isn't that a funny joke Oh, everybody deals with pain from time to time. Just ask those boxers that fought that guy. Uh, it is one of the few guarantees in life, along with death and taxes. It, it happens to you. You sustain it. You deal with it. You make excuses for it. You tell people what your ailments are. Sometimes there's no moving forward in life because the pain comes back day after day, month after month, until it fills your world and consumes you. It steals the joy out of your life. If you're one of those people that experience chronic pain, you know how bad it is. The good news is it doesn't have to be. And uh, Relief Factor. They're a great way to reduce pain. Usually it's caused by inflammation in your joints. And when you take Relief Factor as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug. It's something developed by doctors. And it reduces inflammation in your body. Now, 70% of the people who take it keep ordering it. Uh, and those are real numbers, not like Brown University. They keep on ordering it because it works. Now, if you're living with pain, try the three-week quick start. It's only $19.95. It's a trial pack. You go over to relieffactor.com or call them on the phone, 800, the number four relief. Go to relieffactor.com. We'll be right back. Uh, I want to talk about it yesterday. I want to talk about it earlier, but I get carried away. Uh, the Sound of Freedom movie. Um, I did a lot of promoting for that. Uh, a lot of my friends did a lot of promoting for that. I'm pretty proud of the fact that 
uh, we promoted it effectively and efficiently, and it was um, it was the number one movie at the box office. And you know, of course, this is the story of Tim Ballard, our friend Tim Ballard, and Jim Caviezel plays him in this movie. This is a movie that actually. Um, you know, the Disney conglomerates or whoever, before it was Disney, uh, I guess it was 21st Century Fox had this movie like five years ago. You know, they keep accusing it of being a QAnon movie or whatever. I don't even know what QAnon is, honestly. But uh, the this thing was written before QAnon was, quote, a thing. And so it's stupid. And they shelved it. And then, of course, they sold it to Angel. Angel put it out and the thing crushed it. So... The weird thing about it is, is the responses that so many of the people have had to it, again, calling it a QAnon thing, uh, saying that it's, you know, a movie for dads with with a hero complex with with brain worms and stuff like that. And then people saying, oh, it's not true. It's a it's a conspiracy theory. You can't say that human trafficking is a conspiracy theory. You can't say it. And then I have people out there who say, well, it's not the same numbers that you guys, there's no way 100,000 kids are disappearing and being trafficked. Well, if 10 were, let's say 10 kids were being trafficked, that's enough for us to want to come together, I would think, you know, as decent human beings and want to do something about it to stop it. I mean, I think that I think the accurate number for human trafficking should be zero. Like we should really strive to make sure that children and women and whoever are protected from human sex trafficking um, by, by bringing that down to a non-existent thing. But the fact of the matter is there's more slaves in the world today than ever before in history. And, and half of those are sex slaves. Uh, so you can't say it doesn't happen and you can't say, oh, these are inflated numbers. So these nonprofits can make more money, whatever. I hope they make all the money if it brings it to an end. And so we supported Sound of Freedom. The amazing thing to me, though, is this thing was number one at the box office is smashing records. They made the movie for 14 million. The thing is now cleared 40 million and not a single critic, not a single critic out there wants to uh, write anything up on it. So, I mean, you've got you've got some major deals out there like um uh, New York Times, Los Angeles Times, not a single review from those rags. Not and, uh, Really? Los Angeles Times? That's L.A. They're, they're going to do m- movie criticism. They're going to talk about it. They refuse to touch it. Everybody goes on there. They hope it's just going to go away. And you've got to say, why? Why? Who are they protecting? Well, we know who. I mean, it's the same reason they don't release Jelaine Maxwell's um, you know, client list. We don't know who Jeffrey Epstein was doing dealings with. We assume, but we don't know. We don't have the verifiable evidences right there. I mean, Jelaine Maxwell is in prison right now. They they didn't they didn't they didn't put Jeffrey Epstein in prison for supposed human trafficking. No, they he was actually guilty of doing it. So the fact that these people are willing, these elites are willing to use the mainstream media to continue to protect and insulate themselves from the reality that is human trafficking. So again, I hope Sound of Freedom beats everything out there. I hope it continues. I know that somebody, you know, I made the post five days ago where I said it's number one at the box office, even beat out Disney, talking about the Indiana Jones movie, which is a flop. I went to see it. I, I, I had to. I had to go see it. Did you see it? Indiana Jones or Sound of Freedom? No, Indiana Jones. Oh, no. I'm, I went to see it. Dollar I'm not Destiny. wasting the money. I, I, I went to see it. I w- went by myself, noon showing, I think the first day it was out, just because, you know, it was from my childhood, so I had to go see it. It was not good. 
Yeah. It was not good. I mean, it was it was kind of a pitiful attempt. I think that thing's been done to death. They should have stopped probably after the third movie anyway. But um, probably after the second, honestly. But probably after the first one to be really god-awful truth. Uh, but it was, it was a far reach. It was two and a half hours of just whatever. And... I, you know, they're, they're going to lose a couple hundred million dollars on this. Like, that's newsworthy. If Disney, and you know what? Disney's having to, like, bring down the prices in their parks and stuff like that at this point because um, they're having to bring down the prices at their park because nobody's going. Like, their Christmas tickets and their prices and stuff like that, they, they, have, no, they have no clue. I don't know where we are on the clock. We're counting up on this thing. The, um, but I, I just said, you know what? When these woke companies are being brought down financially and they, they're definitely suffering on some stuff. The, um, that's newsworthy, especially when you got a story like this, which honestly should be bringing people together. I said it on the news and why it matters yesterday. I like sex. You like sex. Everybody, all God's children like sex. If you don't like sex, well, whatever you're, you're wired a little different. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, there are certain social and, critical mores and morals in the human conscience that tells you some things are not right and things like um, pedophilia ain't right you know that in your heart you know that in your heart they're trying to justify these things um, some sexual acts should be off limits and we should be able to come together as a general society and say hey that's wrong now i know these practices have happened throughout human history but all sin has people have done a lot of things that are just absolutely atrocious throughout human history doesn't make it right just because it's been done in the past we should be speaking out against this stuff so kudos to them for doing that and making that picture i think it's an effective deal and by the way that movie only deals with like level one of this type of atrocity there's multiple levels deep it gets really disgusting really disgusting and that's a rabbit hole you don't want to have to go down but i think we should all explore it a little bit in order to bring it to a stop hey guys what would happen to you if all of a sudden there was a global medication supply chain shortage let's say you can't go get antibiotics and it just they weren't there they just disappeared right before your eyes they're not at the pharmacy nobody's got them your medicine is made in countries like india and china they're going to take care of their own first if something goes wrong so what do you do when all of a sudden you or somebody you love needs antibiotics well if there's not any you're in trouble well the answer is you should already have some on hand in case of a disaster the jace case from jace medical it's a great way to keep yourself prepared for the worst that could possibly happen it's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses and it's a cool little case little travel case with the, with the bottles in there you can add to it you can take away but it's a great way to be ready for shortages and it's perfect for traveling listen don't get caught unprepared go to jacemedical.com enter code chad i spell it chad at checkout that's promo code chad at jasemedical.com we'll be right back Hey guys, don't forget this Friday, Blaze Media is teaming up with Family Leader to host that first presidential forum of the 2024 primaries. Uh, it's going to be hosted by Tucker Carlson, and uh, after the uh, forum, Tucker and Glenn Beck are going to sit down, do a little interview. You can get that on Blaze TV, only on Blaze TV, so uh, head over to, uh, you can go to blazetv.com slash chad and sign up. You can use promo code chad. If you you know if you want to go over to the blazemediasummit.com and use summit, you could do that too, but I believe you're a supporter of me. I'm talking to you, Belize. 
I'm, I'm talking to you, Belize. But check it out. It's going to be a really cool uh, program this Friday. You can watch the forum for, for free, but you've got to be able to be a subscriber uh, to watch the interview between Tucker and Glenn, and I think it's going to be a good one. So uh, watchchad.com is where all the fun stuff is. Tomorrow is Wednesday, and we will be here next week. I am on vacation, and I know everybody's complaining. Last week wasn't vacation. You called it that, but it's not, okay? I'll see you tomorrow. I love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye.